This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how was the holiday for you? The holiday was fantastic, and when this episode drops, it's going to be well past the new year, and we'd like to just say Happy New Year to you all, our friendly creative team audience, and Happy New Year to you, sir. I'm pretty sure I'll say Happy New Year to you soon, because as we're recording this, it is uh, only the 30th. And uh, that's how we do things here at the Creative Team. Record incredibly early and sometimes report false information ahead of time. I am referring to the last episode where we kind of put all of our eggs in one basket regarding one Kevin Owens slash Steen jumping ship. Yes, but we sounded like assholes on the, on the show last week for anyone that was listening. As just a few days after we recorded and a few days before the episode played, uh, we found out that Kevin Steen was in fact staying with the company for a very large amount of money. So good for him, good for his family, good for his kids. Um, but, you know, just editing a little bit, he will have zero impact whatsoever in the year 2022 now. So uh, he didn't belong in our brackets, but uh, it was all speculation anyway. So uh, that's the first, uh, you know, we were wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. But uh, it was fun to talk about and ponder. Uh, while it lasted so and that's all we are we're just fans pondering the possibilities and you know there's so-called journalists out there that are wrong on the daily uh so uh i mean if you want a hint slide into my dms (laughs) oh yes good old dm but uh yeah so today is the first episode of the new year 2022 when this drops um, we are still waiting officially for the balls to drop uh, in New York. But uh, do you have any plans for New Year's festivities? Oh, no, not at all. Me and the wife like to stay in and get as drunk as possible around just each other. And it's fun. Uh, there's no uh, responsibility of who's driving who home. Uh, maybe who's carrying who upstairs is uh, the, the thought of the day. But no, we like to stay in. We like to keep it simple. Uh, there's no kid this time around. So it's like severe alone time. Uh, much needed alone time. I'm excited. Any plans for you, sir? Are you going to be the the annual DD for most of your family and friends, like you all, <laughs> like usual? Uh, yes, I will definitely put that out there. I I am a, a sober companion, so uh, I, I I will make sure I put the announcement out there, and then I will. I, I one thing has changed over the last year or so uh, since New Year's. I do um, from time to time enjoy the occasional. Uh, edible of sorts um mostly high in cbd not so much the thc um so i will make sure i leave the extra thc ones away tonight so i am in fact sober uh for the new year's festivities because i would rather be inconvenienced at two in the morning to come pick one of my friends up than be inconvenienced the rest of my life where you leave a hole in it so please call me if you need a ride 
And that goes for all 365, ladies and gentlemen. If you're, uh, if you're going, I would rather be woken up at 2 a.m. than uh, wake up the next morning to bad news. So, No matter what state you're in. If you're in Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Uber. Call Cole Dawson. Yes. I'm going to drop three grand to come give you a ride home. Uh, I won't be able to get there until the following day or two when you've sobered up. But uh, Your ass work. better be in danger. <laughs> If this is your last resort. Uh, so, yes, I am slightly under the weather, as some of you may be able to tell from my strained voice, but um, feeling good. Uh, just the throat is a little off kilter, so I apologize for my sound today. But, Ronald, uh, why don't you go ahead and let them know what we're going to be talking about today while I get a new idea ready on the side over here. First episode 2022, Go. Okay, well, the first episode of 2022, and that means it's January, and if you're a wrestling fan, January can only mean one thing. We're on the road to WrestleMania, and the first stop is always the Royal Rumble, and we're going to kick off this year with one of our favorite things to do, and that is the Creative Team's Top 10. Yay! Yes, Ronald has a new toy, ladies and gentlemen. Since we're on the road to the Royal Rumble, we're going to talk about the top 10 Royal Rumble winners. That's right. And, uh, you know, I was kind of cornered, Cole, because I couldn't give you one of my classic Ron lists today because everybody involved is just drenched in, uh, you know, uh, legitimacy, rather. Yeah. yeah. Seriousness. Everyone's, every, every, everyone is, you know, has a, is a, has a reason for winning this match. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to talk about each and every one of them. Well, actually... I would like to pitch something. I Today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to test the knowledge of one Ron Kilborn. Oh. So I have a list. I have a list in my hand. It contains all 29 different winners of Royal Rumbles. 29. There have, in fact, been 37 Royal Rumbles, which means there are seven multi-time winners of the Royal Rumble. I have the list. Of all 29, Ronald, I would like to see how many of these 29 humans you can name. Hmm. So, the 29 Royal Rumble would end it now before I'll be clear because I, you know, I often get accused of changing the rules as we go. This does include the Women's Royal Rumble. Oh. So, those are on there. So, if you want to knock those out off the top of your head first to be safe, that's fine. But I have. In front of me, all 29 winners of the Royal Rumble, and Ron has an unfathomable amount of information in his head pertaining to wrestling. So, the 2022 gets kicked off with the challenge. Ronald, how many Royal Rumble winners can you name? And go. I think I can name all of them. Is there bonus points if it's in order per year? Uh, if you can get these in order, I will definitely give you bonus points, buddy. Well, it's probably not going to happen, but I'll try. I mean, obviously, the first one is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yes. And then we got uh, Hulk Hogan twice. Ooh. And then we got, let's see, that covers 90 and 91. 92 is Ricardo Flair. Um, uh, I can't. Uh, 93 is Yokozuna. Correct. 94 is Brett and Lex. Correct. 90, Correct. 95 and 96 are Shawn Michaels. Correct. 97 is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kinda. He won, but he cheated. Okay. Yeah. Correct. All right. Final four that whole year. Uh, Ninety-eight was also Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ninety-nine was Vince McMahon. Two thousand 
was The Rock. Uh, 2001 was also Stone Cold Steve Austin. 2002 was Triple H. 2003 was Brock Lesnar. 2004 was... 2005 was uh, Batista. 2006 was Rey Mysterio. 2007... Oh, this is where it gets blurry. 2007 was The Undertaker. Uh, 2008 was John Cena. 2009 was Randy Orton. Uh... Or Orton is 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 I I don't have them all in order because some of them won multiple times. Yes, and I started from the top down. So uh, you're right. All of these people have been right so far. I will say though, you did miss one. Oh. I did miss one. Oh yes. no. Oh no. I'm trying to think of what year. There's one. I will give you one hint. There is there is a winner between Duggan and Hogan. Oh, okay. And you may not get this one. I may not get this one. Well, we'll see. Uh, oh, never mind. And my hands are up. I'm not searching. It's Big John Stud. I forgot Correct. about that one. Yes. My hands are up. I'm not searching, everyone. I believe, yes. I'm going to post this video just so the audience knows. Uh, where was I? 2010? <laughs> that was the return of Edgeward. And, uh, he, Edgeward. He, he won 2010. 2011 was, I believe it was the big Royal Rumble where we thought Santino was going to win, but Alberto Del Rio won. <laughs> 2012 was Shame Ass. Yes. 2013 was... God. Who won 2013? Oh, no. Uh, John Cena again? Yes. Oh, yes. 2014. That was Batista. Yeah. That was when they uh that was when they uh said, "Oops, we should probably go with Daniel Bryan." Um 2015 was Roman Reigns where The Rock and him got booed out of the building. That was fantastic. 2016 was Shitsuke Nakamura. No, it wasn't. 2016 was Triple H. Ugh. Yes. 2017 was Shinsuke Nakamura. 2018 was fucking, oh, no. Oh, we're going to edit this part out unless I get it right now. Nope. Now. <laughs> Shit, who won 2018? 2017 was Shinsuke. The next year that was, Bleh. oh, 2008, that was Randy Orton when he went to yes. face Bray Wyatt in that insects in the ring match. Correct. 2019 was, uh, that was the year of Kofi, so that means the other title match was extremely forgettable. I feel really bad. Who won? <laughs> who won? Oh, uh, Seth Rollins won 2019. Correct. 2000, goodness. 2020 was Edgeward. And we, uh, two thousand no, 2020 was Drew McIntyre. 2021 Correct. was Edgeward. And I have just gotten in, in order with the exception of Big John Stud. Now let's go back to the women. Correct. The women, the first one would be Asuka. Yes. The second one would be... Becky Lynch? Yes. And, oh, my goodness. And then Charlotte. Correct. And the final women's Royal Rumble winner from, from last year. Last year. Oh my gosh. Main event, WrestleMania. Main event, oh, was it Bianca? Correct. Oh, wow. man. Uh, so that went amazingly better than expected.
Um, I, I, I was expecting you to get most, if not all, but uh, In Order is an impressive feat, my friend. Holy crap. Do, do I have the opportunity to, to play with my toys for that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Please do. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, because then my next question would have been the seven multiples, but since you got them all in order, holy crap, bro. So, yes, HBK won twice. Austin won, has won three times. That is the most. John Cena, Batista, Triple H all won twice. And Edgeward has won twice. And, of course, the original back-to-back two-time winner, Hulk Hogan. So, wow, ladies and gentlemen, uh, color me surprised. And holy crap, Ronald, uh, you kicked the shit out of that. And that was so much fun. And uh, I am blown away. Well, thanks, man. Holy I balls. mean, you know, I mean, you challenged the Ron Cyclopedia. And, uh, you know, the only thing he has in his life is wrestling, you know. So... <laughs> That's true. You don't have a bunch of useless sports facts in your head like the rest, like most guys. <laughs> no. Have... I, another list you could probably kick ass is like uh, bands nobody cares about. Um, that you would crush that list. So, um, wow, holy balls! You just rifled off all thirty winners. I, I was wrong too because I didn't write Roman down. So there have been thirty winners. So my stats weren't even correct. My goodness, but, it's, uh, it's it's like if I went fantastic. on if I it's like if I went on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and made Regis Philbin look like total ass. <laughs> you're like, uh, no, I remember the year. I remember the finish. Like, you're definitely wrong. Is that your <laughs> final answer, Regis? <laughs> wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it, Ronald. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Royal Rumble. And, uh, well, I feel really good. I feel uh, really, really praised. I think that kind of blew me up. I I shouldn't be thinking this much this early. But, uh, I mean, what a great victorious transition because we're talking about victors and we're talking about winners. And we're talking about the top ten winners of this historical match. And we've pretty much named them all. But what is the top ten that we're going to solidify today, Cole? Cole? Would you like to do the honors of giving me your number 10? Yes, sir, I will. Uh, Now, um, you had speculated we might match on all 10 of these, but I have a feeling that we are not going to because um, my list, actually, I may have taken a little bit of uh, the Ronald medicine this morning. Um, I I found some silliness in my list, but it's also the reason I loved them so much. So... Right from the get-go, I will start off with my number 10 winner. Um, And the reason is because when Alberto Del Rio cleared the ring, out from the back, out of view, totally forgotten about, Santino Morella's snake uh, appears from below the ring. (laughs) And he gets in, and there was just a moment. There was a real moment when all of us thought that just for a minute, maybe... They were going to pull off this thing, and this guy who had been largely a comedy performer um, but steals the show every time he's on there, we thought maybe for the first time they were going to go in a weird direction and make someone who would, let's say, is undeserving of the main event of WrestleMania in the way they've been presented in the eyes of the fans um, and give us a little surprise on the road to WrestleMania only to be thwarted by Alberto Del Rio. And uh, anyone who's listened to the podcast knows I love heat. That is ultra heat right there. So my number 10 winner, Alberto Del Rio. Oh, man. It wasn't just uh, us that was clamoring for that win or and believed that that was going to happen. That entire arena thought it was going to happen, too. 
they were just they 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 blew the roof off before the finish actually took place and it was so fantastic and man what a total for lack of a better term cock tease um <laughs> but uh my number 10 uh i i'm you know it's funny because you know this man you know to be a number 10 on any list is kind of weird on the face of it but uh i'm just gonna get him out of the way because it's not some of my favorite moments but i'm gonna give him some praise by putting him on number 10 and my number 10 is the immortal hulk hogan let's be honest he's got multiple wins on the ma- in the match might as well be on here uh for me so i'm just gonna go with hulk hogan as my number 10 all right you'll never get arguments from me when we have hogan on a top 10 list brother I really yes i really believe um his uh Wrestling performances are slightly underrated and underappreciated. So, my number nine, speaking of unappreciated in-ring performers, uh, this year I had a tie, um, but I'm going to go with the uh, 2018 Royal Rumble winners, Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka, because um, this was like, things had been moving in a certain direction for a while. We've been moving away from the big, lumbering, dumbass guys and going more towards, uh, let's just call it what it is, uh, wrestling mark treatment, like the indie marks, the internet wrestling community, so to speak. And uh, this was the moment when I thought, finally, they're going to give the real, real wrestling fans, the people that are passionate about this, the people that have been watching for 25 years, what they want. And Nakamura and Asuka won. And so in that very moment when it happened at the time, uh, I was incredibly excited. It was a moment that stuck with me. And uh, they shit all over it and ruined it at WrestleMania that year and uh, left everyone pissed off. But uh, for that one fleeting moment, I thought there was hope for the future. And then, uh, you know, AEW happened. So I'm still excited for the future of wrestling. (laughs) Yes, excited for the future, and man, that was a that that was a perfect time. Like I I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, make wrestling 2016 to 2018 again. Like uh, we don't know how good it is until it's like gone. Uh, but you know, I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful that things will get better on the WWE side. You know, this is always the great season where they can hit a refresh and just pivot. So I'm excited for that. Um, my number nine. Uh, is another underappreciated guy that I I think is still underappreciated. And his uh, two times he won the Royal Rumble, one of which being where he just kind of returned way earlier than he should have for the injury he had. I'm going with John Cena. Got to put John Cena on this list. Top 10 Royal Rumble winners of all time. Uh, What else can you say about the guy? Uh, I think he's like the last, like, polarizing star wrestling is going to have for quite some time um definitely one that transcends the business i don't think we're going to see one of those for a while uh i'm hopeful but uh yeah john cena i think a humble place for number nine for john cena on this list Uh, yeah i'm not mad at it cena did not make my list i'll spoil that much right now but uh i mean yeah it was great he he was involved in some very memorable finishes uh, including my number eight, uh, the <laughs> 05 yes. Batista win. Now, we have to talk about this one because this this one, again, is not necessarily the fact that Batista won because I could give a shit about Batista ever. Um, but when... <clears throat> was it a suplex or a crossbody? Or it was a powerbomb. 
someone tried to powerbomb someone and they were too close to the ropes and they just ate shit over the top rope. John Cena and Batista both falling to the ground at the same time. And uh, it was a hell of a bump. I got to give it to these guys to be able to get up after that nonsense. But that led to Vince McMahon storming to the ring because this was an accidental double elimination. And unlike the last two times we had a double elimination when it was planned, uh, they finally decided this time, no, no, fuck that. We're going to just restart the match because why? But Vince McMahon doing his really pissed off uh, power walk tried to run the last few steps to jump up into the ring and tore his quad right off the bone and then got in the ring and tried to stand up and <laughs> crumpled in a pile of shit. Like he just, he could, his legs didn't work. It was a no bones day for Vince McMahon and he just sat on his ass in the ring and yelled at people to restart the match. And then uh, he refused help to get back to the locker room. And right as he took the last step from the curtain, tore his other quad. <laughs> so. Talk about a double elimination. Both quads eliminated. <laughs> so that Batista win will live in my heart uh, as a very special one just because, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the whole bullshit around it was great. Well, my wife is absolutely going to love the fact that you know what No Bones Day means. and uh, <laughs> I just learned that over the last week or two. It's absolutely so, adorable. Yes, go on the TikToks and find the Bones No Bones. It's, bones No it's Bones. fantastic. It's how I start my day every day. Um, but, uh, speaking of adorable, my number eight was probably like the last big thing that happened in front of a crowd. Like the last big WWE moment before like crowds got like gone. Uh, and I'm going to go with the winner of the 2020, uh, Royal Rumble. And that's Drew McIntyre. When he, uh, when he eliminated Brock Lesnar, the, like he's the only Royal Rumble winner that completely stunned shocked the crowd twice once by knocking out Brock Lesnar which speaks to the credibility and the work rate of Brock Lesnar's selling and uh yes. just Drew winning the Royal Rumble in general eliminating Roman Reigns who everyone thought was going to win so uh, the crowd blew the roof off the place when he won it was like a big packed baseball field you know 40,000 people uh and it was right before the pandemic happened and really cool moment deserves to be on this list in my opinion yeah, I, you know what? <clears throat> um, when I was re when I was going through the Royal Rumble winners, I was like, I remembered Drew won, and I'm just like not that impressed with Drew McIntyre in general. Uh, but that day was one of the few days where I was like, oh, this guy could be something, and Brock Lesnar absolutely made Drew McIntyre that day, and uh, I no longer was mad at him, mad at them for giving him that title opportunity at WrestleMania because. Uh, Brock did his job like a master that day, and uh, it's one of the better rumbles from the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years. So uh, absolutely great. I'm glad we're talking about it today. So my number seven, this one uh, will forever hold a special place in my part in my heart. One, because this was like the first time I was like, oh, my God, there's a pay-per-view that's going to be on TV. I need to watch it. And I'm like begging my parents and my uncle is here, and they finally let us do it. So this was the first pay-per-view that I ordered and we watched at the house. This is the first one I made my parents pay for, and that was Royal Rumble 1993, and the winner, Yokozuna. Yes. I love that we're talking about Yokozuna. Because yes. th this Royal Rumble did not make my list, but I love this Royal Rumble. He just absolutely cleared house. 
And uh, and the, in this one, you know, because we always talk about like, oh, it'd be great if they would actually use the rumble to make somebody one time. And but then like I really started thinking about it in this list. Like Yoko was not a like a main event threat at all. Like they they really hadn't even started him climbing up the 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 ladder at this point. He was kind of a relative unknown. He had just been in the company for a couple months and been destroying job guys and hacksaw Jim Duggan and he beat Savage and this finish is one of the just most comically pleasing finishes ever because oh, yes. Macho Man goes for an elbow drop and then goes for the cover and Yoko just <laughs> like shoves him off off of him right by the ropes and Mach just jumps up and flies over the ropes to the floor in just one fail swoop. It's amazing. Go watch it. It's hilarious, um, but also great. So number seven, Yokozuna. Perfect. And my number seven won't take long because we already touched it, touched on it. Well, half of it. And I'm going with Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, this was, uh, like you said, uh, when this happened, I thought like, oh my gosh, they're going in this direction. It just felt so surreal. I felt like so privileged to be a wrestling fan. I was like, oh my gosh, wrestling is going to take this turn on like, I just watched this guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling just murder it. And I never thought he'd be in WWE. And now not only is he in WWE, he's going to WrestleMania in the most, you know, WWE way. And that's winning the Royal Rumble. So totally excited when it happened. I love the after promo where he just said immediately, I'm going after AJ Styles, which it was clearly this whole thing was just a love letter to the the, the IWC, it felt like. And then yes. the follow through. <laughs> and then, yes, the WrestleMania <clears throat> finish was dick punch. Yes. So, uh, God damn it. <clears throat> no, I mean, Shinsuke will always... You know, he's one of those guys that will always hold a special place in my heart because um, when Wrestle Kingdom 9 happened, I was already I was it was one of those periods where I was just like, fuck wrestling. Wrestling sucks. I don't want to watch it. I don't care. I'm going to watch the Royal Rumble out of spite. I'm going to watch WrestleMania because it's mania. But that's it. And then Wrestle Kingdom happened. and, And I went down the just New Japan rabbit hole again and found my love for wrestling again. Um, as well as our, our buddy Vincey, too. He had the same, you know, kind of uh, just reinvention or rebirth of his love for wrestling at this time, too. And so uh, for to, leading up to this moment, I was just like I was back almost being a kid again. And like the whole NXT run was just delicious from knock. And so for him to win the Rumble, I finally like just everything up to the point at WrestleMania where he kicked AJ in the dick. Like everything up to that point was just magical and wonderful. And then it's just like every time what Vince always does to us, he'll let us, he'll just give it like for a couple years, he'll give us a little bit of hope and then just yank the sheet under and just, oh, oh. the heartbreak at Mania almost makes this not worth talking about. But I just remember how we felt in that moment. So I'm glad that uh, we'll at least have that forever. All right, so my number six. On this one's just nice because this is one of those things that never needed to happen. We this never it wouldn't have hurt if this never happened. Um, but it's just a nice cherry on top, kind of at the end of his career. So, two thousand seven, the Undertaker returns at the Royal Rumble and wins the Royal Rumble. Um, I think it was the first time number thirty one. Am I? 
Am I correct there? Maybe. Uh, I do know. And let's just rip this off like a Band-Aid because my number six is also The Undertaker. Yay! And uh, we'll, we'll discuss this in long form now just because we both match. But, uh, yes, this is my favorite final two ever. This is when... Oh, it's so good. Yeah, this is when we start the final two with a double down and Undertaker sits up and then Shawn Michaels does his signature nip up and they go on a absolute tear the house down final two and like with proper psychology like you know not not really hitting moves that like makes them bump and like lay on the floor they're trying to eliminate each other and it just keeps on building and building and building it's like we got a match on top of a royal rumble and yeah it's a good it's a good like eight to 12 minute you know actual match yeah had at the end of the rumble it's fantastic it was exciting it was a and it was a prelude for what we were going to get a couple years later with their wrestlemania matches holy crap and uh, and these were the old guard then, so it's yes. like, you know, like watch and learn, kids. Shit, but uh, yeah, Undertaker definitely belongs on this list. I had to put him on here. Put him at number six. A little low for Ron, but uh, or high, however you want to look at it. But uh, um, yeah, love this, love this Royal Rumble. It uh, I really geeked out on it when I watched it recently, um, and I'm not mad at this one at all. Both our number six is the Undertaker. All right, my number five, and this one opened your list, but I thought this one deserved to be a little higher uh, because specifically I'm talking about the 1990 Royal Rumble where Hogan and Warrior faced off and uh, actually had the stare down and were just about to lock horns when Ravishing Rick Root or Mr. Perfect, one of those two, came out and interrupted that shit. So we just got that little dick tease, and uh, it was nice, but that led to, you know, the, the huge main event at WrestleMania 6, Hogan and Warrior. So, uh, not my number five, Hulk Hogan in 1990. Yes. Well, yeah, we did touch on it. But, yeah, that was like – that. that's when wrestling is wrestling, where they just plant the seeds and do the foreshadowing. Uh, and they really use that as a platform to really plant the seed for, holy shit, we're going to get to Warrior and Hogan soon. So, uh, yeah, awesome moment. Uh, I'm sure Hulk Hogan, since he is making the final list, he'll definitely be somewhat much higher on the solidified list. And uh, boy, that not that might not be the case for my number five. But my number five belongs right in the middle just because it brought me back to how I felt when it happened. And I'm 13 years old, rooting for Stone Cold Steve Austin to win this damn match for the third year in a row. And then Vince McMahon dumps Austin out like a pile of shit because of the dastardly rock and wins the 1999 Royal Rumble and has a beer bath with himself and the Stooges and his son. And I just remember it brought me back to how pissed I was and then it made me appreciate how much it pissed me off because that's heat, brother. And it couldn't. I couldn't wait to watch Raw the next night. And uh, yeah. Deserves to be talked about. Vince McMahon winning his own damn Royal Rumble. Well, um, it definitely is a heat moment. Like, it is an absolute heat-seeking missile. Like, fuck you to the wrestling fans. Um, so I love it for that reason. And honestly, this is one of the more interesting Rumbles to watch because there's a little bit of theatricalness to it. Um, there's a story, obviously, from beginning to end because Austin and McMahon are one and two. And they're also 29 and 30, correct? <laughs> like, they're the last two, you know, so first two and the last two. And uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, not a great 
you know, wrestling match, obviously, with Vince involved. But it's a total spectacle. It's a lot of fun. I may go back and watch that match just be just for the shits and giggles and the the you know theatrics of the whole thing but it's a story throughout um and it's wonderful and it's kind of fun it, it was nice to actually have a royal rumble where they take you on a little more of a ride than just it's a match it's really a glorified battle royal but uh yeah i'm not mad at it it may make the final list i'm gonna tell you right now i i, I may be willing to cross some of my shit off to to make a spot for that so Especially since we've only got three agreements so far. Um, well, I'm pretty sure everybody is going to be in these next four. Well, maybe not, because Ooh. my number four is a bit of a surprise. Okay. It's a bit of a surprise, um, because I have the same guy on my list twice, uh, because uh, for weird reasons, too, because, again, I don't give a shit about Batista at all, but I love the fact that he won the Royal Rumble in uh, 2014, because... That was the day the fans revolted. That was the day that the fans had had enough. They said, fuck you, Vince. We are not okay with this bullshit. And they made they forced WWE to change the main event of WrestleMania because it was full-on, like, riotous-level heat. Like, this was not, like, your typical WWF. We all know this is bullshit. We all know it's, it's you know, fake. We all know it's made up. This was fans, like, really getting upset to the point where i was worried things were going to start flying into the ring i was worried that uh, maybe the fans were going to start walking out of shows at this point so batista winning the 2014 royal rumble is makes my top 10 list i got batista twice on my list here (laughs) my goodness i mean hey i mean there can't be any more praise uh for batista other than cole putting him on a list twice Putting him on a list once on one of Cole's lists is is damn near magical. But for Batista to be on your list twice on anything is, uh, you know, go buy a lottery ticket. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that Royal Rumble because we're going to transition to... They were so mad that uh, Batista... Well, that Daniel Bryan wasn't winning that Royal Rumble that they even booed my number four, who is universally loved amongst all wrestling fans ever. And I'm going with... 2006 winner, the one who has the longest-running Royal Rumble time in, in the history of ever. I'm going with Rey Mysterio. Yes, 2014, when they realized Daniel Bryan was not winning that Royal Rumble, they even had the gall to boo Rey Mysterio when he came out. <laughs> and who did nothing wrong, except that he was not Daniel Bryan. Um, but yeah, crazy stuff, but... For my number four, it's Rey Mysterio because, you know, it was that real emotional run that he had right when Eddie passed. And uh, he was in there for over an hour. Really cool elimination on Randy Orton. Went on to win the title at WrestleMania that year. And I thought uh, he belonged on my top four for Royal Rumble winners. Um, Yeah, you know, when it happened, I absolutely loved Rey winning. Um, But kind of just like as time has gone by and looking back at it, like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and more cynical or some some such nonsense. Like, to me, it just doesn't stand out. Like, if anything, it almost makes me upset that Ray got sort of a push. <laughs> because it was like, you know, Chavo Guerrero's actual uncle died. They had Chavo on the roster, and they were just like, yeah, we're not going to do anything with Chavo, but Ray Mysterio's going to get the push for his friend that he was just having a death feud with arguing over the, uh, you know, whose child. <laughs> like, oh, so I'm not, 
I don't know. Looking back, I'm not as fond as, of the Ray win as I was at the moment. But um, it was a nice moment. It, it was right on my honorable mentions cut list, but I needed to make room for the Alberto Del Rio Santino conversation today. So um, not too mad at it, uh, but that, that's why it didn't make my list. Well, at least they took Chavo off the golf cart when uh, Eddie, yes, Eddie passed yes. away. At least they stopped having him be uh, whitewashed. Like, <laughs> just, oh, what a terrible. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Did We went back and watched some of those vignettes uh, recently. We were talking about it on one of our shows, and they're actually really kind of great. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. They're really kind of great. <laughs> yeah. Kerwin White made a, one of our lists somewhere. And, yeah, Kerwin White is fantastic. Dolph Ziggler's debut. That brings us to our number three. Now, I'm pretty sure our top two are are in lockstep. Um, this one could be an agreement, or this might be one of those where you surprise me with something. But my number three, Bret Hart and Lex Luger tie at 1994. Um, this was the second Royal Rumble in here, but this was when like our wrestling fandom was like full bore. Like we were like nonstop. You go. I had been to my first house show. Um, since you know since or before this had happened and uh this one i will always remember because we were arguing it was like um me and shane canis and my cousin richard the four of us were completely split and two of us were rooting for lex luger and two of us were rooting for bret hart and everyone was right and it was fantastic so <laughs> this one is one of those like childhood memories that will always be there that i will look back on fondly um so Bret Hart, Lex Luger, 1994. Yeah, and they pulled it off so beautifully, too. Like, I remember, like, if Jack Tunney comes out, you know shit's wrong. Like, we got to figure some shit out. Uh, and uh, I thought that was a really cool uh, way to end a Royal Rumble. It was definitely the first of its kind at the time. Uh, it's definitely been done again, accidental and on purpose. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, great year, great elimination. Uh Ah, who won? Yeah, who do you pick there? Is it, It's just another tie. Batista's on well, here. Well, yeah, because they both won. Yeah. They both went down as winners. They're counted as co-winners of that Rumble that year. So wow. they have to list them together. Ooh, yeah. I mean, they might both make the list, you know, just by a loophole. But uh, my number three, you know, I might surprise you because with a tear in my eye, this is my number three Royal Rumble winner. And it's the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, 1992. This was the first Royal Rumble where, like, it was, like, the winner was, like, the war workhorse. This was, like, the, like, the long, like, you know, the Iron Man of the Royal Rumble where everyone recognized work rate in a Royal Rumble other than just forearm, forearm, forearm. This guy worked his ass off the entire match and won this match. And I remember just from his entrance... You know, he was like number three or four or some shit, and Bobby the Brain Heenan is selling it hard, just pissed that he's, he's like, so. Oh worth- no, yeah. he's screwed. We're yeah. never gonna get away. Yeah, even yes. in the early '90s, he even yelled the word "damn it," which is like, oh, like he he cursed. But uh, yeah, really cool moment. Ric Flair winning the 1992 Royal Rumble definitely deserves to be top three conversation. Well. My number two is Ric Flair winning the 1992 Royal Rumble. So we'll just continue this conversation. Yes. <laughs> yes. This was one of those, like, this was before my time. But this is, like, once I got into wrestling, it was uh, trying to get my parents to take me to Blockbuster as much as possible to rent the, the VHS tape so I could watch all the Royal Rumbles. I could watch all the WrestleManias, all the SummerSlams. 
And so this was one of the early things I watched, and uh, I was a big Ric Flair fan. That was like my first heel wrestler that I was really behind, that I really wanted to, you know, that I really supported. And he used to terrorize my sister by running around during Ric Flair's music and doing this ridiculous dance and annoying the crap out of her. So, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Ric Flair, definitely in the top three. I have him at number two. Perfect. Which brings me to my number two. And come on, this guy has to be on this list. He's he he's won three of these things, and two of them were centered. The match was centered around him and his angle. 1997. Uh, it wasn't really centered around him, but he damn sure made it so when he was by himself for a large portion of that Royal Rumble, eliminating foe after foe after foe. And until that big face-off with Bret Hart. 1998, he stunned the entire locker room on the way to the Royal Rumble. So much so, <laughs> so much so, that when his music hit and there was like 15 guys in the ring, everyone stopped in their tracks just to wait for him to come out. And he comes out and still clears house because that's how you build a superhero, bionic, redneck, <laughs> rattlesnake superstar in the 90s, brother. And then 1999, we already touched on it. The entire match was centered around two guys and... Man, you, you he just had the people hook, line, and sinker during this whole time period. So much so that these Royal Rumbles surrounded him. And my number two is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Give me a hell yeah, Cole. Well, hell yeah. Um, so as we've made it to number one, I I, I have a feel, I have a strong feeling we have the same number one. You agree? Um, but that does reveal the fact that. Stone Cold Steve Austin did not make my favorite uh, Royal Rumble winners top 10 list. So, um, him being high up on your number two, I get it. Uh, I enjoyed Stone Cold as well. What I didn't enjoy was the fucking Attitude Era. It sucked. I hated it. I don't remember any of these Royal Rumbles or WrestleManias very well. I don't remember the SummerSlams or Survivor Series. This was like the first time I kind of checked out on wrestling. Now, I know I watched all of them because it was Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and I've never missed one in my life to this day since I became a wrestling fan. So I will watch this year's, even though I'm not excited about it, and I'll probably hate him, and I'll probably complain about them on the podcast for you guys, uh, for you lovely listeners to hear. But, um, yeah, Stone Cold did not make my list because I thought none of them were that big of a deal in the whole, I don't know, let's say just the, the story of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think the Royal Rumbles are just like a footnote, and most of his great shit happened at Raw and WrestleMania. I will say, though, um, I did love the finish to the one where he cheated so much that uh, maybe we completely ripped off the whole angle with Ronald here uh, in, in when we were wrestling in our backyard and Ronald got eliminated and cheated and then won our big battle royal, um, which led to all kinds of fuckery for a title match. So it may happens. or may not have ripped off that entire angle because it was so brilliant. <laughs> well, you're... Uh... Uh, you're drenched in incorrect in regards to Stone Cold being on this list because you had Batista on here twice and, you know, one of those is getting knocked off for Stone Cold. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got no problem with that, with him making the final list. Um, but as far as, you know, my list, he's not on my list. Well, send so. your hate tweets to Cole. <laughs> well, if we want to talk about WrestleMania matches, then uh, he's probably got two on mine. So, you know, it is what it is. We'll get there. But, we'll get uh, there. Okay, so number one, um, I think there's no... A lot of people want to say the 1992 Royal Rumble is the greatest of all time. 
They are wrong. It is the 1995 Royal Rumble. It is when Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog started one and two. Uh, and then the finish came when Bulldog dumped Shawn Michaels like a sack of shit over the top rope. But he held on to the top rope. Only one foot touched the floor. And he skinned the cat, got in there, and dumped Davy Boy like a sack of potatoes. And Shawn Michaels, the great winner of the best Royal Rumble in the history of ever, and uh, for my money, the greatest Royal Rumble winner of all the times. Well, I absolutely agree. My number one is also Shawn Michaels. And my goodness, yes, the best Royal Rumble ever is 1995. And it's such a downer of a year in wrestling, but that Royal Rumble... Like, go back and watch it. This is some of the best shit ever. You get Mantar, for one, who is a staple in this show. And then you get uh, <laughs> you get a random entrant of Dick Murdoch coming in out of nowhere. And then you have the greatest run of an entrant and elimination ever in Mo from Men on a Mission. It's fantastic. Go watch it. And then, of course, you know, we talked about Stone Cold and Vince McMahon being a thread and a story throughout the whole match. Well, shit. Shawn Michaels and Bulldog did it, and except it was just... All in the ring and all work rate the entire time. And this was like the first like major swerve that I saw uh, as a child. It was just like I was so confused. Like what happened? We were all celebrating with Bulldog's music. And then and then when Finkel explained what happened and they showed the replay, it was just like, oh, it was so cool to see. But at the same time, we were like, damn it, because we're supposed to hate Sean then. And he, yes, but and, it was so cool. Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, that look like I. I remember being mad, like, oh, what a lucky asshole. Like, like <laughs> yes. And then, like, he not only does he win that in that fashion, but he gets to take Pamela Anderson to WrestleMania. That was the that was the other uh, uh, perk of this Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was an extra scoop of heat on top of the heat. Yes, yes, and boy, was it hot. Um, but yeah, definitely deserves to be uh, mentioned. Well, shit, definitely deserves to be number one when we're talking about Royal Rumble performances. And Royal Rumble winners. And we haven't even touched on the 1996 Royal Rumble. Motherfucker dumped out Yokozuna and Vader by himself. <laughs> at, the, at the same time. Same time. <laughs> just just him and... a thousand pounds of man meat. Yes. <laughs> just him and gravity. Just tag teaming. Maybe <laughs> maybe God tag teamed, tag teamed with him that night too. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then of course he k- literally kicks Kevin Nash out of the ring. Uh, for the finish it was awesome all right so with that that is the completion of our 10 our top 10s individually so what we are left with is we have five matches Ooh. hbk is number one yes. obviously rick flair consensus number two then we've got the undertaker shinsuke nakamura and hulk hogan that we agree on so um i think right from the start um, why don't we go with Stone Cold Steve Austin because he's won three times. It's the most good choice. We're going to have a list. We'll just put Stone Cold right there. Fair, correct decision. <laughs> so. No other option. <laughs> oh, I'm not mad. You're completely wrong. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Oh. All right, so we have... Fuck four. you, Cole! <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so I'd like to submit Batista, because <laughs> he made my list twice. I'd like to submit Batista with a Boston Crab right now. <laughs> nice. 
okay, so from just looking at our list, uh, maybe Asuka, just because she was the first Women's Royal Rumble winner, we should give her a a, uh, a spot in our final four. I'm for it. All right, so Asuka is added to the list. Um, I think, you know, if we're talking about this, John Cena probably deserves a spot on this list. Um, this might be the most, like, front-runner, top-heavy list we've ever done, but it's Royal Rumble winners, so it's always top-heavy when, you know, it's always main eventers, and, you know, WrestleMania main events is what you get if you win the Royal Rumble, so. Did we say a yes to Batista? Oh, we did not. You said fuck him. I feel like uh, the reason why Batista won for you is is really because of Vince McMahon. So, I mean, we might as well just put Vince in number 10. Oh, God damn it. I mean, I don't have anyone I like more than Vince McMahon, so fuck it. Vince McMahon will round out our list. Are we leaving Batista in, or do we want to put someone else in there? Uh, Maybe Rey Mysterio for Batista. I'd be okay with that. I mean, definitely, definitely Rey Mysterio. My other one was Drew McIntyre, but yeah, if Rey Mysterio's on the table, he's got, he's got to go in. Come on. All right. Top 10 list solidified. And I forgot them all, so you're going to rattle them off to me starting now. Number 10. Asuka. Number 11. We're not doing 11. Number 9. <laughs> At least you know how to count. See, that's just, that, that's my mentality. I'm always going up. <laughs> Number 9, Vince Man. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> Number 8. Rey Mysterio. 7. John Cena. Number 6. Stone Cold motherfucking Steve Austin. You're damn right. Number five. Hulk Hogan. Number four. Shinsuke Nakamura. Three. The Undertaker. Two. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Number one. And we all agree. Anyone who doesn't agree is just wrong. This is not a debate. It was it is a fact. The greatest Royal Rumble winner of all time. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and this coming from Bret Hart fans. Yes. Yes. Hard pill to swallow, but absolutely factual. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's going to do it for today. Um, Ronald, do you want to give the fans a rundown of what we might have coming up for them on the next few episodes? Oh, Cole. It has been a hint upon hints for quite some time now, but it is time. It is definitely upon us. It is draft season, and we're going to kick this door wide open this year, and we're going to do the long-awaited Sabotage Draft. We normally draft our own wrestlers and present our own cards to the judges, but this time, we're going to draft each other's wrestlers. We're still going to do our own cards, but it's basically giving each other a pile of shit to make pottery out of. And it's going to be absolutely chaotic, and mayhem will ensue. And I'm looking forward to the just the draft episode in itself because we both don't know what's coming. And we're used to being in control, and the first episode to kick this baby off is going to be drenched in the unknown and surprises. I cannot wait. Are you ready, Cole? Yes, I will say there will be uh, very few rules for this draft, but we will say... They, that any of these wrestlers have to have wrestled for a major company. Correct. Is, like, it's going to be wrestlers that everyone's heard of, at least, if they're real wrestling fans. 
and uh maybe even that they had they had to have been on a pay-per-view or something like it couldn't just be like a one-off like they debuted a really shitty gimmick and then like it disappeared because why would you have this gimmick so uh it will be people from major companies um you won't have to do any homework ladies and gentlemen yes now i will be doing homework um i will not help you with the research this time you will have to do your own research because if you have to come off the top of your head with these awful people, I might be in a better spot. <laughs> oh, that's false. All my top tens have solidified that argument. That is true. <laughs> I've, been I've been collecting your roster for months now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that uh, Mabel might make an appearance next week. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that, that, that is high-quality performers next to the people I have in store for you, sir. <laughs> Mabel would be in the main event for me. That's, that's too high up the card. <laughs> that's, he's too Mabel trained the people that I'm picking. <laughs> oh, no. Foreshadowing. Tune in soon, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, we're going draft. Draft for draft. We're going to do our picks. Cole, Cole's going to rig a coin toss again. And then, uh, and then we're going to go after it. Cole, sign us off. Take us home, pal. All right. Well, thank you for being with us for the last year, and welcome to 2022, and thanks for hanging with us. We hope you uh, enjoy the show. Please share it with your, fan, or with your friends and family. Word of mouth is the best way to get things out there, but also maybe go on our social medias, like, share our posts, uh, get it out there. Uh, you know, as much as as much as I hate it, Ron, you know, is holding the uh, the gun to my head, and I am posting regularly on the social meds for our podcast. So, <clears throat> please like, share, subscribe, do all those wonderful things, and uh, we love you. Thank you, and good night. Moi. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly on Instagram or Twitter at Ron for Your Life. Number four, we'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.